I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Malakaliki maka, everyone. What does that mean? Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. <laughs> but this isn't coming out on Christmas. Doesn't matter. I just want to say because we're in Kauai. Uh, we're on the mom trip in Kauai. We're here with our mommies. Mom trip, mom trip, mom trip. We keep saying that. We keep yelling, mom trip, mom trip. <laughs> they love it. And we're sharing a microphone and we're doing it in the hotel room as our moms are watching Battle of the Sexes in the living room. It's cute. My mom is going to make us a fancy dinner because my mom and April are both foodies. And then April's mom and myself are not so it's a fun mix yes you two give zero fucks about it no fucks no yeah. no fucks given mm-hmm. and the same about like fancy anything you if i say the word fancy you automatically shut down my mom's the same she's yeah. like Ugh. you lost me at fancy i took her on a fancy helicopter ride today though she was pretty stoked mm-hmm. that's such a nice gift hey so this is coming out on new year's day oh happy new year 2019 is, uh, so are you making any powerful commitments in 2019 chip what you got let me just take this micro Sharon. I am making a few commitments. One is to love myself more, which we were sitting at a retreat together in the past and I said the same thing. Do you remember that when we did a retreat together? So definitely that is something because I'm so hard on myself in my um, psyche, like the the classic the, the words that I tell myself all the time are really hard. And I realize that I get that from my mom because she's so hard on herself. Uh, that's one of them. The other one, the other huge one is uh, my financial situation because after my divorce and then my move and a restructuring of my career a little bit, obviously same kind of career goals, but different company. My finances are funny. They're not pretty. <laughs> They're funny, but not pretty. You're pretty, Amy. <laughs> um, so I have a question. Because so I, I've been to a lot of retreats, and I facilitate some retreats. And often in retreats, we have people make powerful commitments at the end. You know, Whether it's a couple's retreat, what are they committing to doing differently um, or maybe in a new way together. And what I find, Chip, dear sweet Chip, is that what's helpful is not only to say I'm going to do something differently, but to actually make a commitment on what that looks like and get really clear on like the time commitment. Well, since we're sharing a mic, you didn't give me the opportunity. Oh, do you have it? Okay, tell me. I have a whole plan. <laughs> I've already thought about this. So I'm not going to get too detailed a- around it. However, I do want to start uh, having my financial freedom become more of a reality. With I have a well, with the amount of, I have a lot of financial debt and I'm just being totally shameless about it because it, there's a lot of shame in, in, um, I think in my finances. So I'm being honest with all of you listeners out there who I love so much. Uh, I'm sure some of you have the same situation and if not fucking good on you, I'm really happy for you. And I said, fucking just for you, Amy. Uh, and if you do, 
yeah, it's time to set some like real goals. Uh, but I feel that I'm, I've stopped my, my shopping, um, (laughs) addiction (laughs) for lack of a better word, my shopping addiction. I, so I've stopped and I did, and I am completely embarrassed to say and ashamed of saying, however, I spent probably a good 25% of my income on, on fashion. Great win. Always. Since I've been having money earned on my own. So I've stopped shopping uh, for myself. I think that's been the hardest thing. I feel like I'm at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Like, I'm a shopaholic. So that's one huge piece of the the puzzle. And then I've also put myself on a... um, a plan to chisel away at the debt that I've accrued and also having a partnership situation now. Um, we'll also, we've created a a plan too. And this is boring, so I don't want to get too much into it, but I have a plan. That was my whole thing. Yeah. But what about the self love one? Like that's the one I'm curious about. Fuck this other shit. (laughs) This other stuff's great, but how do you put it in a plan of action? Like I'm going to love myself more. What do you do? Like I'm sure plenty of listeners are, are tuned in right now who are like, yeah, the same question. I need to be nicer to myself and love myself more. And how do I put that into action? And what are the commitments that I can make around that? So first and foremost, which if you're not following us on Instagram, and I didn't mean to start it this way, but you should be following us on Instagram, not just should you, but I'm reading the book again, Taking the War Out of Our Words, uh, which is phenomenal. For the third time, I'm reading that book. And I've started reading it, and Amy posted something with me reading it um, here in Hawaii. And I'm reading it again because it gives me a lot of, I bear witness to myself within the words that she's writing because she talks a lot about the struggles and I abuse myself and a lot of the struggles that I have with conversations with other people. And I tend to do the whole defense and then I beat myself up about being defensive. And then I go into this whole, this whole system of, um, just like it's like self-violence like where I'm just really mean to myself internally so what I recognized um, and what I'm trying to do is and we've talked about this before even on our workshop we've talked about this like on our online workshop about how if you are having a lot of um, like everything like self-love yes is one thing but everything that you have is created within you. So happiness is created within you. And I'm really good with that. I'm, I tend to be an optimist. However, I tend to just have the thoughts that go through my mind, um, be kind of mean to me. So every time I have a mean thought about myself, I'm replacing them with three really good ones. And teaser, we do talk a little bit about that on the workshop series but I've really been practicing while we've been here with that. And it's really been helpful because I was struggling today. We were on a hike with the moms and I was like, my mom would be struggling with this. We were on a kind of, I I didn't think it was too gnarly. You didn't think it was too gnarly, Amy, but uh, we were on this like treacherous sort of incline decline situation. And my mom was struggling. And then she would say something, which probably means she needed some sort of help. And I would like kind of go to her and then I kind of lash out at her and then I'd feel really bad and then be like, April, I'm like to myself, I'm a terrible daughter. Why do I treat her this way? What's wrong with me? I'm like, I need to show up for my mom. And I go into these cycles. And then every time I did that, I would replace those with some goodness. 
So that's what I got. Got it. I like that. I like that. Well, I like that you weren't just like, oh, when I say something to myself that isn't nice, I'm just going to say something nice. It's, it's more than that. You're going to add three nice things. And maybe it's not even related to the thing that you're, so you're blaming yourself for being a, you know, you're, I'm a shitty daughter. Maybe you, the compliment you give to yourself isn't necessarily directly about being a child. It's related to something else. I have three things that if I can't think of anything and if there's anyone out there that needs uh, like any assistance with the self-love, I always say I am joy. I am in everything and I am an integral part of this universe. I am needed here. I'm here for a reason. I mean, I need you. So <laughs> I hope that helps your self-esteem. <laughs> I need you here. You are on this planet for me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> put you here just for me so um just so you know she's mine everyone classic only child right there hey i have a half sister okay mom i got a new pet april <laughs> can i keep her can i keep her forever you know i like small people i want to keep them forever i'm five over five nine everyone um okay well i think what my resolution is going to be is um is around meditation and in 2012 i became a avid meditator and the way i did it was committing to meditating every single day for i think what i did was i committed to it for a week and then after a week i reassessed and committed to two weeks and then i committed to a month and i did it every day and i started at five minutes then i went to 10 then i went to 15 then i went to 20 and it became a huge part of my life for a number of years and and now it just comes and goes. I'll have like good weeks and bad weeks. And um, I'm feeling, and I've been in the last two weeks, been already meditating a lot more, like more, more often than not, I'll, I'll, I won't miss a day where I'll meditate like f- five days a week or so. Um, but I think I'm going to definitely commit to 2019 to the whole month of January of meditating for a minimum of 10 minutes every day. And I actually recently was told by someone, and I don't know if this is true, but that the Dalai Lama says that you actually only need a minimum of 10 minutes every day of meditation as long as you're doing it as a regular practice. If you're only meditating twice a week, 10 minutes probably isn't going to do much, but to get the benefits of whatever it does. Um, for me, it's not about stress. It's about being connected to my body and slowing down because I'm like you, April, really fast-moving, busy people. And so it helps me to just ground down and move slowly um, and operate from that place. So um, April and I will keep you all posted with our uh, our resolutions. And I think it's just a good opportunity to... Uh, make a powerful choice, maybe around sexuality. Hey, I don't know that I, mine isn't really about that. But although when I meditate more, it feeds into my sex life. When I make it a regular practice, I can show up for sex in more embodied. And when I don't, I, it takes me more time to get in my body. So to a certain degree, I am kind of am committing to my sexuality in a way too. I've been trying, I haven't felt sexual and you know, I'm like always the, what do I say? The horny bastard. Is that what we've said before? Wait, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> horny bastard. Yes. Something like that. I can't exactly remember what we said. Hawaii vibes right now, people, my brain, the hike, all of it. But I think we said the horny, I'm like a, uh, and really, I don't know, like a 15 year old, like boy that's ready to usually ejaculate at any given time on a daily basis. Like I'm always horny and I haven't had that. And you've talked about that before, like not feeling sexual. And I've been trying to breathe into my yoni when that's happened in the last, it's only been about, I don't know, maybe eight days of this, of me not feeling very sexual. And that's helped when uh, my partner felt, I think he was aroused or like, you know, wanting to connect in that way. And I was like, okay, I'm going to breathe into my uni. And that did actually kind of charge me up. But, um, I have to, I have to say whenever, so you connect to your body more when you meditate, I connect to 
like, and for those of you out there that don't like the wooey stuff, but the universe or God, or I could connect to like that more. Like I think about myself as an, like a really integral part of, of that. And that really does give me like almost like the force of the confidence to move forth with my day. So, yeah, I like that. there's so many different ways to meditate when I help people learn how to meditate. And I'm not like a meditation teacher per se, but I can guide people in various forms. And a lot of folks sitting and focusing on breath is really hard. doesn't help a lot of folks. Um, it's connecting to the universe or to whatever God is to them doesn't really do much. Uh, and it's just, everyone finds their own thing and what it does for them. A lot of people need it for stress reduction and just to calm the fuck down. Um, it just depends on what you're looking for. So, yeah. Well, I think we should just let everyone know that just tuning into yourself, figuring out your things, setting some goals, some objectives. Uh, and also cool thing is we have amazing listeners out there every day that I want to give praise to as being more gratuitous in this year and next year, all the years. Thank you to you and you and you and you. And, um, Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of uh, this shameless sex revolution because it really is something beautiful. And I think Amy wants to read a couple of things. I want you to. Yeah, I want to read you some testimonials from some folks. We get these emails every day from people who are saying amazing things on how just hearing us has helped them or various educators we've had has helped them. So I wanted to give a shout out to some of our listeners and um, read their testimonials. I'll keep them anonymous. Um, but we love this. So feel free. Some of these are from our email and some of them are from our um, iTunes page where you can write reviews. If you've never wrote a review about us, go onto your iTunes uh, and write a review for Shameless Sex. We would love that. It helps us to get out there, become more searchable. So if you haven't done that, we'd really appreciate it. And we might even read your review on the air. And we used to sometimes read it with an accent. <laughs> April's a little tired right now, so I'm not going to make her do that. But that would be fun. She's on Hawaii time. Um, okay, so this review says, I stumbled upon your podcast, and that was just luck, I guess. It has helped me a lot. I'm a 22-year-old woman from India, and I'm actually going through a breakup and had completely lost my drive. He was the only guy I had ever been intimate with. I don't know how to explain it, but listening to your podcast reminded me that my sexuality is about myself and is not defined by a relationship. I could look at it again as something enjoyable. So thanks a lot. You two are doing really great work. Keep it going, which is so perfect for what you were just talking about with your, your drive. Um, so yeah, thank you, listener. We love you. And um, yeah. And I just want to uh, thank you. I know for that amazing uh, testimonial, you're 22 years old and your drive changes, uh, whether you're a uh, female bodied, male bodied, you, you know, your genitals are whatever they are. Like you uh, might not have the, this sexual drive at any given moment. It's so, such a vast and really, I don't know, for me, I'm always feeling like I can be sexual and I can get turned on. And this week was really hard for me. And I think it might have been hormonal, but I was also a little bit sick. But I have to say, it was a first time for me. And I was like, I could not figure out what to do to turn myself on. So I took my vibrator into the shower just to see if it would work. Like, I'm like, can I not orgasm? Can I not? Like, is is it impossible? Because I was so perplexed by like my lack of, of just my, my lack of, of horniness for a better word. Like there was no, there was nothing happening and it did work. It took a long time 
But it was like in the morning I took my vibrator in the shower. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to think of all the dirty things that I could possibly think of to get me going. And it worked, but it really did take a lot of effort. So if you're out there not feeling sexual, breathe into your yoni or your genitals or whatever you got and give it a go. It can happen. What vibrator did you use? The magic wand? Yeah, I did. It's my favorite. <laughs> we are going to come out with something, though. Hot Octopus is coming out with a really great toy that I heard. I haven't actually tested it yet uh, because the owners have the prototype, so it's in prototype phase. And they're in the initial phase, but I heard it's going to be almost more powerful, but it'll be a finger-style mm-hmm. vibrator. Exciting. Cool. Like diddling your clit, like an internal one or external one? It's external, but it fits on your fingers. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, when can I get a sample? So, because if I can actually get, because that's the thing about the magic wand, it puts so much just the the intensity of the the power of the vibration feels so good. So, if, the, if we can recreate that hot octopus, I will use that every day. And if you're wondering about the magic wand, they have it at Pure Pleasure. You can go to purepleasureshop.com and get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps. Um, really interesting thing. I'm just going to say this. I look, I'm looking at our iTunes. We had 209 reviews. Now we have 99. It's not updated? Okay, there's something weird going on. Okay, anyways. Okay, so here's another review. April's going to fix that problem. From another listener. I want to give a cosmic hug... A cosmic love vibe squeezed at April. Amy, get in there, of course, as well. Um, I'm not close to my family, and I'm way, way far away from friends living alone in California. I'm here. Jesus, she's playing her podcast over there. <laughs> I'm here doing cancer treatment while I'm kicking ass and taking names. I often feel alone because I am physically alone. Part of the reason I started listening to podcasts and thank you, thank the universe for stumbling onto yours. The holidays have always been a hard time for me, and so far this year has been a bitch. I cry almost every day. Hearing you share, April, she's talking to you, your insecurity about being lovable hit home with me hardcore. It also grounded me. I know I'm not alone, and I know that I am loved, but sometimes I just feel so isolated, even when I'm with people. In the past, this has given me even more tunnel vision because it makes me feel like something is wrong with me. Just knowing that I'm the o- I'm the o- I'm not the only fine ass bitch out there <laughs> who can let this get the best of her has taken a huge weight off my shoulders and has redirected my vision and attitude from victim of self to straight up love. Thank you too for always being real and giving me words and strength and knowledge to express myself and have the courage to be vulnerable, to learn about myself and to be shameless. Oh, that was so good. I'm going to cry. Oh, she's out teary eyed over here. It's so powerful that just being honest about my vulnerabilities about me having, you know, the feelings that I feel around the holidays, especially when I'm like, I don't, my family's gone. I got to create, we have to create new traditions to that, to that listener, create new traditions, friends or families or other folks that, I don't know, you could even find the coffee shop person working like, Hey, what are you doing? Come over to my house and have a cup of tea and let's create our own traditions of, or volunteer. I would actually volunteer if I could at shelter in Santa Cruz. I know that like, and, and I was thinking about doing that last time, uh, the last Christmas I lived in LA. I was like, I should volunteer, but I ended up um, being invited to someone else's thing. But volunteering is healthy and that actually brings some joy to all the peoples. Well, and also say as from a therapeutic standpoint, um, 
one of the, yes, there's like the outside sources that can help us feel lovable or loved or important or purposeful. There's different, some people need to, are not feeling purposeful. Some people just aren't feeling loved. It's just different for everyone. Um, and yes, outside sources are really helpful, but I also would like to say that we need an equal amount, if not more, of um, finding it within. And of course, like we can't just, oh, I just love myself, but that's the, the therapeutic work of like, working closely with therapists and people that can um, help to heal old stuff that creates new neural pathways that changes the story of I'm not lovable. Um, so I, yeah, I like that. I think that that's really, really important that what you're saying, April. And then also there's other, like for this listener, you know, there's other options and it's great that just hearing us inspires that. That's great. And there's other avenues there because this is an old story. The old story of I'm not lovable didn't happen just be as you know, we were 20 years old or however old this person was it's from childhood and it's from um the energy from our parents and i just we just can't emphasize enough on here that um there are really great people out there that you can work with that can help to navigate this space to create um a new experience which can lead to a new story inside so thank you listener we love you um okay so i wanted to just talk about something uh, because we're on the mom trip, mom trip, we're mom trip in here. And April already kind of talked about this experience uh, that she had with her mom. Um, and I just wanted to bring it, talk about a little bit of some like family dynamic stuff too. Um, that is interesting for me. I guess I wanted to, I want to out, I'm going to out some shame here on there since that's what we do. Um, so this is something that's really shameful for me and some family dynamics is not related to sex at all. So if you're looking for something juicy, sorry, <laughs> but this has been really hard for me. Um, and so my, recently, uh, I've been dealing with some stuff with my dad. Um, my dad's memory is going out and he's in his early seventies and we're just watching this significant difference in his ability to recall short term information he can remember what happened 20 years ago but what happened yesterday is is um, kind of fading more and more and so my I have a half sister so I'm not an only child I have a half sister she's 16 years older than me and and she's been um really on the forefront of assisting him and being close with him and taking care of him and I have my own daddy issues as you've all heard on here before which makes it hard to show up at times, and I've been working very closely with my therapist. It's expensive to <laughs> um, on my daddy issues because um, I'm seeing how a lot of them get in the way of my ability to um, fully connect, especially with um, men and my partner, um, because there's just some protective mechanisms there. But anyways, so it's been this balance of healing old stuff on my own with my relationship with my dad, not trying to do it with him, um, and doing that with my therapist, with him. Um, for myself um and so there's that while his memories going out while still having some boundaries with him and um, so this is all there all present and so it just brings up a lot of different emotions and things um but long story short sat down with my sister and my dad to um, navigate the the last will and the power of attorney and all that my sister's going to take over power of attorney and long story short found out that um I'm getting willed out of, or well, that the intention by my dad was to will me out of the house that my family built in 1908 that I grew up in, that my sister grew up in, that my dad has lived in, um, and that it would go to her and not to me because I was the disrespectful child that threw a lot of parties in high school. 
Um, so needless to say, that did not feel good. Uh, it wasn't that you threw parties. It was that things were broken and you uh-huh. didn't tell him. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, April. Thank you for that clarity um, that I was disrespectful in high school um, and didn't respect the house and things were broken, um, specifically a toilet and a window. <laughs> That's what I remember. I don't remember anything other than that. I know there's a lot of stains in the carpet from like beers and things. I was a party girl, people. Okay. And, um, and yeah, and I was, a, I was a party teenager and I also had parents that let me do that. They, they, I didn't get, they let uh, me have people over at the house and they want where they actually had this idea, like, We'd rather you do it safely here than on the street, like out at, you know, at the park or something where you can get arrested or something bad could happen. Um, but I will take full responsibility for that. But I just, it, it broke my heart. Yeah, and it wasn't about like money or ownership. It was about being not intentionally not included in something and not treated as an equal and uh, treated as like the lesser child. Um, and it was a huge thing where I had this big heartbreaking day and tried to talk to my dad about it and dad did not go well because he's was essentially like, this is what you did. This is how it's always was going to be. And this is it. Um, I'm working through it with my sister and, um, and my dad didn't tell me that he felt bad that I was hurting, but he told her. So there's an interesting thing. It's hard for him to show empathy. Anyways, I just wanted to out like that part of it because I know that I've hinted on this podcast about having daddy issues but I don't think anyone really knows what it is and um and there's other aspects of it too and he there's so many things about him that are wonderful and actually before this whole thing I actually in therapy remembered all these wonderful things about him and great memories of my childhood and then I got to bask in that glow for 48 hours of like oh my god I love my dad again it's been like seven years since I've felt really good things for him and um and bam this happened like shit there it goes so just wanted to out that um how well you felt shame around even feeling yes that was what right yeah there's all well there was shame in in my desire to be included because then I was too much I am I greedy I'm making this about myself yeah thanks for adding that it's I went through this whole process of like I shouldn't I shouldn't be asking for this. This isn't about me. This is about him. He's losing his memory. Why am I making this about me? But then I was like, I like I couldn't. And I actually thought about not saying anything, which it is so old me of not wanting to be too needy, not wanting to be too much, um, especially with him. Like he's the original wound for me. And I'm showing, especially showing emotion. And in the initial conversation, I think I actually did a really good job of just taking some deep breaths and just voicing that I was really hurt. Like I'm really feeling really hurt. I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really left out. And that conversation, he did hear me. He, and I felt this healing process of like, Oh my God, my dad's actually supporting my emotions. And, and he was actually saying, okay, well, I want you to be happy too. I want you to feel included. I want to work with you. So I felt that, but he didn't tell me then that I was always going to be willed up because I was a disrespectful teenager. That was the next day. So then it got shattered. So yeah, there's, I'm still looking at this part of myself that, especially as a woman that is battling not being too much or not enoughness or too needy. Um, and the fear of showing all of my cards and my emotions. And, um, I, I'm feeling like I did a really phenomenal job of this, but yeah, I like, I still, I feel shame around around that and it's not reinforcing this i'm not enough thing um but it's 
it's hard and it's sad. And I'm talking really openly about it. And I have all my wonderful friends and family, my wonderful mommy and my sister. And to a certain, to a certain degree, obviously, my, my dad does feel some stuff around it too. But yeah, so I wanted out that now you all know more wives, daddy issues. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, being here in Hawaii with our moms is really wonderful. I feel like this protectiveness with my mom, as April's talking about with our moms. And yet there still is the little bratty child that comes up of like being irritated with them for no reason. Like my mom says something and I feel this thing, this like in- internal story of like, oh God, she's saying that thing. And then I'm tell- I tell them, I remind myself, like it's, that's not yours to be annoyed with. That's your mom. She's just, she's a human. You love her. And I've been watching that dynamic. See, your process is so funny because you do that and I do. Oh, I I like kind of try to react to my mom's, my mom will like lash out at me. I think for, because she doesn't see me doing what she thinks a daughter should do. And then I like go to her and then I'm like, instead of processing it like that, I'm like, oh, I'm a bad daughter. And I go into like my scolding wounded, like, like basically like a dog cowering in the corner where then I'm like, wait, wait, I'm a good human. And then I have to give myself what we were talking about in the beginning, the self love situation where I have to give myself the props for being a good human. Cause I know I am. And I was reminding my mom of that today. I was like, Hey mom, FYI, see, I am a good daughter because we, I took her on a helicopter ride for her birthday and which is in a couple of months, but took her on a helicopter ride. She's never been to Hawaii. This is like her dream. And so I'm feeling really good about what I do. Not that buying things is what, I don't know what her language of love is. Actually, I should ask her, but I feel good about that because she's always wanted to do that. And I said, see, I'm not that bad of a daughter. She's like, what are you talking about? I never said that. And I was like, oh, I actually took that away from our hike today because you made a comment about me not waiting for you while there was like this mud trench and me not trying to hold her up and through. And she was like, see, my daughter would never wait for me. And the never always do. And and you've now you've been a witness to my mother and the way she sort of talks to me. And so you can kind of feel the always never can. I mean, help me out here. Do you see that? Throw me a bone here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can totally see. I can, I can see, yeah, her own, um, yeah, her own, her own, the way that she speaks her own insecurities or something and how that affects you and the stories that you create about, about, but it's funny how we create stories, but that's not what they're really thinking. We're just like, oh my God, my, my mom thinks I'm the worst daughter ever. And then deep, but that's not, they're just saying, I need your help. <laughs> Come help me, please. Without saying it that way, they're saying it in a way that brings up a feeling of I'm not enough. And I totally get that. I'm actually seeing a different side here with my mom where like a lot of my processes around fear come in. And it was when we were going on the beginning part of the hike. Remember in the beginning part, we did this off-road trail. Very beginning before it got gnarly. And I was like, oh, let's go here. And she's like, no, 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 we can't do that or something. And I was like, yeah, we can. There's totally a trail here. And and we started doing it. She's like, oh, she's very hesitant. And um, and she said that her partner always says that she likes to play by the rules. And I realized, oh, my God, that's where I get that from. I have this big part of me who um, will be fearful of things that aren't like what was supposed to be there, the part of the original design, or aren't by, by the rules. And I'll get fear that will come up and hesitance, which sometimes can be really annoying to me because it gets in the way of my like spontaneity and adventurousness. This was just interesting to see 
to spend time this way with our moms who we absolutely loved it, but to see like the parts of ourselves that we've, you know, adopted from them. And, um, at the end of the day, like, our moms are fucking awesome. They're such cute, sweet women and they really, and they like each other. My mom loves your mom. She thinks that she's like the sweetest thing ever. We're talking about making it an annual trip. Now I just talked to your mom about it before she, uh, Amy's mom and I are very similar as we mentioned. And so, we were talking while she was cooking in the kitchen. I was helping her. And I was like, I think we need to make this an annual thing. She's like, absolutely. That would be so amazing. And she's so pumped for it. Let's do it. I want to go to Mexico next time. Let's go to Tulum or something. Okay. The Caribbean side. Got it. We're doing it. All right, everyone. Next one. Mom podcast 2.0. <laughs> we will record from Tulum. I know. I need some Mexico time next year. I haven't been to Mexico in probably five years. So Tulum with the moms is going to be amazing. My mom told me today sh- that she actually started drinking Margin's wine, no joke, after really? we introduced it to her. She had it shipped out to Arkansas? It can actually be shipped anywhere. And she had it shipped to Arkansas. And she it doesn't even, she was like, I got wined out today. But she loves Margin's wine. And surprisingly so, she likes only the white one. They have red and white. Megan, you know Megan, she's amazing, is the winemaker. It's sustainable wine, organic wine. Uh, you're helping the amazing winemaker uh, produce more beautiful wine. So if you don't know Margins Wine and you're listening to this podcast, go to marginswine.com. You know you have a phone or a laptop. Everybody does. Uh, check it out. And she makes, um, she takes underrepresented varietals of grapes from underrepresented regions and produces beautiful wines. So there's Chenin Blanc, there's Moudevre, there's, you can learn about the wines, but it's also just nice to drink. What was the discount thing? So the discount is buy three bottles. You get 10% if you use the code shamelesssex10, which is each bottle is about $25. It's such a good deal. She only does that for us, for you, the listener. And then if you buy six or more bottles, you can get 15, no, 20%. Oh, it's 15. Just kidding. Well, maybe for that one. No, we should, we'll call Megan and ask her. It's a shameless sex at 15. <laughs> All right, Megan. So uh, 20%. I don't know. That's big. It's a little steep. 10 bottles or more? 10 bottles? A case. How about a case? Is that 12 bottles? Okay, Megan, just think about that. I hope you're still listening to our episodes. <laughs> well, everyone, the new year is upon us and shameless sex has some big plans for the new year. Uh, as you all know, we already have our online um, erotic empowerment how to be a badass in the bedroom workshop it is a four video series you can do it from anywhere in your own home go to our website to learn more we even have some little uh, free teaser videos on our website at shamelesssex.com um, that's in the past though now we are talking about working on a book uh, we want to do more teaching in person for big events we have lots and lots in the works so and um, yeah, we're just really committed to growing more and more. And a lot of people keep saying um, that they love our podcast and that they hope that we keep doing it. We promise you all that we're going to do it for a long time. We have, I've never heard April or, or I, either of us ever say that we're bored of it or exhausted from it or we want to take a break from it. So, And you know why that is? It's because of all of you. We love all of you. So keep up the good work with listening and taking care of yourselves and writing reviews. And thank you for writing reviews. We were on, I guess, where were we? We were just reading reviews. It was the other day. Amy and I were going over the reviews together. Yeah, it was the day before yesterday. On iTunes, uh, we were doing some podcast work together. And I don't know, we, we, we try to read every one. 
But now I just want to tell you that we have read everyone. And there's 219 and they are beautiful. So if you are listening, that means you and you're not driving a car or operating heavy machinery, but you have a minute, write us a review on iTunes. Even if you just say five words of praise that say five stars, we love you. Thank you. Anything. It just gets us out there to more people that may need to hear the information that you hear that helps you. So if you have time and you can, we really love and appreciate you. And Amy's going to read one review for you. I have one last review because it's very simple and I'm really into just the simplicity of it that I thought was awesome. Um, this was actually written on a, a couple of days ago. Yeah. It says very well done, not just sex, but very useful in treating people right and protecting your emotions. P.S. Did I not fix your iTunes uh, and is updated from 99 to 214? Yeah, it's definitely more now. And with all of you listening now, when you're going to go and review us, we're going to bump that up, aren't we? Yep, there's so many good ones. I don't have time to read all of it and you don't want to hear that. But anyways, we love your reviews. This new year, that can be one of our goals. More reviews, more love, more connection with our listeners. We love all of you. Um, oh, and the shout out, one last thing. We were, we were talking about this. Um, so your mom, April. Do you think she's down for us all to watch some OMGs together? Would that be weird? I actually would love to introduce her. I'm going to give her my login code because it's essential. Because I know that she has probably not even an idea of what the palette of masturbation can look like. We're about to go have dinner with our moms. We should talk about masturbation over dinner. It's funny, the other day we were having dinner and April was talking about sex. And her mom was like, what'd she say? She's like, this is not the time. Yeah. Do you have to do that during dinner? And we're like, this is what we talk about during dinner. My mom just wants to flex on me a lot of times. And I'm like, mom, why are you flexing? And then I just ask her. I, I kind of try to get deeper with it. Because P.S. for all of you out there, I never, ever would be outside the box. I was always trying to be the perfect child. I'd stuff things, stuff things. I was always like perfect as in, oh, I went off with my friends and did whatever the fuck I wanted. But when I was with my mom, I was like, I'm a great kid. Yeah, I talk to you about topical stuff. I don't get deep. So I just get real with my mom now. And I was like, I wanted to talk about dick. And I was talking about blowjobs. And she was like, is this really the time for that? Uh, and I was like, when's the best time for that? I don't, I, is there a time? Like, I'm curious. And I was asking questions to people that I, if, if I'm at like a dinner with a Dalai Lama, perhaps that's not the most appropriate time. <laughs> Oh, and well, and we're with my mom who owns a sex shop, and not that we're a great influence. So. Yes, we were talking about areolas today, and there was like a 95 year old man in the hot tub, and he left. Yeah, he's like, Well, I think I'm done. No, he said, I think I'm cooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, we forget that um, most people don't talk about bodies and sex openly the way we do, but that's why we're talking about it because we want you to. Well, let's have a little experiment, and if you're out there listening, we'll talk about it maybe later the reaction but my mom to omgs and if you haven't heard of omgs go to omgs.com check it out if you use the code shameless well you go to omgs.com backslash shameless and then you get five dollars off and you get access to 62 episodes and it's a one-time feed videos episodes it's basically access to short they're interactive. 11 of them are interactive and you can learn how to not only pleasure if you have a vulva in, in your life at all, um, you can pleasure that. Or if it's your own, you can figure out 
uh, new and innovative ways to make that thing come. I'm just really excited to see your mom's, the reaction on your mom's. My mom, my mom has already watched it. My mom will openly say that she loves to diddle herself, but I would like to just see, let's just, this is going to be fun. We should <laughs> like, should we have it during the main course when we're eating the fish and just put it on? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's tasteful. It's very tastefully done. It's beautiful. beautiful. They're beautiful and it's really, it's real people and real bodies and they're just teaching you all the things in the menu for um, external sexual pleasure. So if you haven't checked it out, please just do. Go to the website. It's like, it's, it's so beautiful. It's not even, it's, it's our bodies. We're human beings. Like, check it out. Check it out. All right. Well, I could go for some OMGS and some fish right now. So <laughs> with that. Some Ona. Ona? Is that what we're? Oh, no. Oh, no. If you've never had Ono, it's not like, oh, no. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's good. All right, Chip, you want to take us out? I do. I just want to give one last gratuitous, appreciative, beautiful thank you to all of you listeners out there. I really do love you, appreciate you. So does Amy. She tells me all the time. And we're grateful to be able to do this. So thank you. Um, All right, y'all. Melakaliki Maka. Remember, that means Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. Aloha and ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.